and welcome to The Matchup, a storytelling podcast from St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, where you, the listener, gets to decide who told the most compelling story. I'm your host, Jason Franklin, and today one of our guests is the wonderful Lucy Strandlin. Hello, Reverend. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm great. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. This is my first uh, podcast back in the new season. Uh, yeah. It might not be the first one released, but it's the first one I'm recording. Yep. New in second half. It's the second half of the first season. Second half of the after the winter break. My first podcast recording in the second half of the first season. <laughs> in a new space. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of hot right now, actually. It's in yeah. here. But, but the light is better in here. The light is better. The sound is a little bit better too. So light, you look glowy. Thank you. <laughs> the light is great. We, we don't know who you are yet. <laughs> Lucy, would you like to introduce <laughs> <laughs> would you like to introduce the mysterious guest? <laughs> that other voice you just heard belongs to the Reverend Daniel Strandland, um, who is also my husband. He is uh the vicar? Are you a vicar? I think I'm technically the rector, but we just use the word vicar because it's He's the rector, it's fun. Uh, very, very new uh, rector of St. Christopher's in High Point. Um, and uh, yeah, we've been married for 12 and a half <laughs> yeah. years. There we go. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Daniel. Thanks. Good to be here. Glad you you can make it. You, you got a lot of, it is kind of warm and you got a lot of gadgets in this room. This, this, this place is kind of a pigsty right now for those of you who are listening my, we've turned my office into our podcast studio and it's it's kind of embarrassing it's i mean like it could having, just be the pressure of being in such an august environment but i think there is actual like battery heat or whatever yeah from... it is it's a bit warm in here um <laughs> is that is there anything you'd like to tell us about yourself daniel <laughs> oh god mm-hmm. um i love my wife very much <laughs> um what I, oh gosh I don't know um, Saint Paul's is great I am uh, uh, half time at my church so that means I get to be uh, in the pews here at Saint Paul's the other half of the time cool. and that's that's really nice and the thing I've really enjoyed about living in North Carolina is getting to to go to Lucy's church for a bit because for most of our marriage we've been at different churches for on Sundays just because we work at different places yeah. um, what I don't know what else. <laughs> How do you like North Carolina? Are you familiar? Oh, I love North Carolina. Not still not super familiar with like where everything is, so people will reference towns. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. That I'm and I I smile and nod. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where most <laughs> things are. Uh, but love North Carolina. Uh Four Seasons is is I great. I agree. Um when so we moved here last year and uh like beginning of February, and it was still very cold. And then what but then when everything started blooming. Uh, it bloomed for like four weeks or six yeah. weeks, whereas in Texas, it's like you get like four hours of spring one afternoon and then it's hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was like, no, there were daffodils for days, you know, yeah. and yeah. it was great. Yeah. So, and then and then over the summer, people were like, oh, we're so sorry. Y'all just moved here. It's so hot. It's so hot. And I'm like, blessed <laughs> no, child of God. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> it's not hot. <laughs> I don't think I felt hot until like late July <laughs> or August of last summer. So I was yeah. like, this is not hot. This is not hot. Okay. Today is a little bit hot. And but then all of a sudden, till... acorns are falling, and yeah. fall is coming. Yeah. Jason moved from Los Angeles, and we moved from the Austin, Texas area. Yeah. So sometimes we talk about tacos. Just I miss tacos. There are. Yeah. They I have am good learning. Tacos. I am learning. There are places there are here, good but tacos. it's not as like everywhere you look as it is in. Yeah, like in, in Texas, it's like free range tacos. Like they just like they're in your yard <laughs> in the morning. It's great. Just walk into your mouth. <laughs> so weather's bad, but the food was great. <laughs> Awesome. Well, today we are covering the best prayer from any official Episcopal Church resource. 
um, Lucy or Daniel, for those listeners who are new to the Episcopal Church or who are part of a different tradition, what kind of things are we talking about when we say official Episcopal Church resources? I mean, kind of the immediate answer is the Book of Common Prayer, yep. which we you know use every Sunday, and um, almost all of our services are in that book. There are a few supplemental resources like the Book of Occasional Services, yep. which is what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, enriching our worship has some newer um, liturgies. I'm trying to think what the other ones would be. We have um, there. Um, I don't know what other... other resources. I mean, the Book yeah. of Occasional Services and Enriching Our Worship are the two big ones yeah. that come to mind that yeah. are not the, the Book of Common Prayer that you would find in the pews. Yeah. So I mean, and depending on like uh, how you want to define prayer, um, there's the hymnal, lift every mm. voice and sing, there are the musical resources, all of which would, you know, yeah. I think we'd probably have need those count, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, so, so uh, I think Daniel might have had a little hard time making his pick because um, based on matchup rules, when two people pick the same pick, whoever gets them to me first gets to do that. <laughs> and in this case, it was Lucy. And then from what I understand, there's an interesting story behind well, that. Okay. Yeah. So I picked, Jason sends us our, uh, which episodes we're going to be on weeks and weeks in advance. Yep. And um, Jason does his best to organize us. But yep. I was trying to be better this half of this season. And so I sent him all of my picks like right away. Right away. Um, so I had chosen my answer, and and then Daniel was, this is his first time recording a podcast for St. Paul's, and he was kind of asking how it works last week, and I said, well, you should, you need to send Jason your choice, because it might be the same as mine, and if it is, then you'll need to pick another one. Um, and I am just notoriously bad, I'm really bad at lying, which I feel like is not <laughs> a terrible quality, but yeah. I'm, but that even <laughs> extends to like, I'm not good at surprising Daniel ever, like every gift I've ever bought him, he's guessed ahead of time. <laughs> and so I was trying to explain to him how it works without really looking at him or making any like <laughs> facial expression. Cause I just knew that like, by looking at me, he was going to be like, oh, I know the exact frame. <laughs> <laughs> Um, kind of figured. Yeah, but actually he chose one. He thought I was doing um, a different one. I don't know. I don't know from your side. It was wishful thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was trying to lead him astray, and then he chose the one that I had actually yep. chosen. So even though I semi-successfully evaded his questions <laughs> without revealing my answer, he still tried to choose the one. Basically, she's saying it is a nonstop party at the Strandland House. It sounds like it. Just sounds like, like a lot we, of we no play, eye contact. We play guess... <laughs> Guess what liturgical resource I'm thinking of all the time. <laughs> I just have like never been able to surprise him ever. <laughs> just a good guesser. So anyway, I, I felt some sense of victory because he didn't know which one I did. Yeah, I didn't. I also like totally blanked on the fact that I was supposed to send you mine <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> before, before yesterday. <laughs> I'd been thinking about it, but. Well, anyway. since, since. Since Daniel and I already know which your pick is, would you like to go first this time, Lucy? Sure. be happy to. All right. Uh, all right. So uh, this was an interesting question because a lot of our prayers are a part of something larger. Um, like, a, like I was trying to think, okay, best prayer from, from an official resource. Yeah. And I, most of the things that I love in our prayer book are, and I just kind of 
focus it on the prayer book because that, that's what I know best, um, are part of, you know, our entire liturgy, an entire service. So I love, um, I have a favorite Eucharistic prayer. Yep. Speaking, again, we are nerds. <laughs> I, have a, I have a favorite Eucharistic prayer or, you know, I love, I, I've done a previous episode on our burial service, which is really moving and beautiful. So I was trying to think of like a standalone prayer. Yeah. Well, hang on. Are you doing the, like one of the episodes is like best Eucharistic prayer. Yep, that is. Are you on episode. that one? No. no. Okay. What, what's your favorite? B. 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 I think I like D. It's either B or D. Okay, that's not what this episode is about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just feel like we're learning a lot about each other. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Um, so, okay, so I was thinking of standalone prayer that I could think of as the best one. Um, and so I chose, it's in Compline and an evening prayer, but I'm going to mostly talk about in Compline. Um, the prayer, and you may know it, goes, Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. Um, so I, I both love Compline, the longer service that it is a part of, and I also love that prayer and, and think it works as a standalone prayer, which isn't necessarily true for, yeah. you know, some of, some of the prayers in our prayer book lose their impact if it's not within its larger setting, its longer setting. And I feel like this one is equally beautiful. Um, so it is a part of Compline, which is part of our daily office. So this idea of stopping to pray at fixed times of the day. Yeah. Um, so we have morning prayer, noon pr- noonday prayer, evening prayer, and then Compline are the last prayers before you go to bed. And this um, liturgy of Compline in our prayer book is like a, most of it is from the fourth century, which I just think is really cool. And it was the prayer that monks said like in their dormitories um, before going to sleep. So we think of it as kind of the last words you say before you go to sleep. And and especially in ancient times, but even now, like going to sleep is a relinquishing of control. Like mm. you kind of think of, um, you know, there, there there's a lot of language in Compline around kind of playing with the idea of like going to sleep is also like, it's a little bit scary sometimes. Yeah. Like you're, you don't know, where do we go when we sleep? <laughs> yeah. Um, and we include the song of Simeon and Compline, which is that beautiful um, uh, canticle that um, we just talked about at the Feast of the Presentation here at St. Paul's. But anyway, it's, Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. So there's this, this sort of um, shutting down at the end of the day, and it's the whole thing whole service of Compline is a very calming and peaceful um, of service. And um, and then this one in particular, um, I like to think about it helping, at least for me, like kind of pray for each of the groups I can think about who mm-hmm. I might be concerned about. Yeah. Um, so if you think about yourself like preparing for sleep, you're handing everything over to God of like, now I need to rest and there's a lot out there that I can't control, and I need to just give it all um, over to God. And so this, I love how specific it is. Um, keep watch with those who work, who watch, or who weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. So protect those who are sleeping, um, but be with those who work. I mean, we don't often think, if, if this is not our world, we don't often think about people who work 
in the night. Yeah. But our world runs because of people who work in the night. I mean, think about people who answer um, emergency calls in the middle of the night or work hospitals or clean buildings when no one else is there or scrape sidewalks or, you know, all the work that has to happen overnight. I love that we're praying for them. Like I, I, it's my time to go to sleep right now, but I'm also praying for the people who are, who are working. Um, those who are watching, I mean, there's a lot of different ways someone might be awake in the night caring for a sick child or a loved one mm. or, um, you know, waiting for something. Um, and then for those who weep, um, you know, just sort of saying, I'm with those people. I might be about to be asleep, but I'm also like holding those people in prayer right before I go to sleep. Um, and then and it says, tend the sick, give rest to the weary, bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, and shield the joyous. So this comfort and being with all these people who are suffering in different ways, and then also shield the joyous. Um, and I like the specificity of this prayer because sometimes at night, I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but like your brain's finally calming down from the day. Maybe you're not busy or doing anything else. And all of a sudden, all the things you might could worry about are all of a sudden like, hey, we need you to worry about us. Like, yeah. you can't go to sleep. Please worry about this, 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 and this. Um, so I really appreciate how, how specific it is because it really encompasses almost everything in the human condition in some way of like just it's a good prayer to cover all the things. Um and then with as with a lot of our liturgy, the cadence itself does something. Like yeah. the, the beauty of the words and the rhythm of it. Um, it's a it's not too difficult to memorize this one. Um, I mean Compline in general has a really beautiful cadence to it. It's not too difficult to memorize if you do it regularly. Um, but this one especially, I think it's a good one. Like one of those that if you b- learn it and know it um, by heart, it can be one that you can call to mind when you need something like you're, you know, in the middle of the night and you can't turn the light on because your, <laughs> your spouse is trying to sleep <laughs> or, um, you know, you don't have a prayer book or whatever. You don't have your phone. Um, this is one of those that it's not too hard to memorize and it can, you can just sort of call it to mind and, um, the cadence and the words and the specificity and the just, um, the idea that that God's going to do the work and you're just, you know, saying this prayer and then going to sleep. Um, so that both fits within Compline as a whole, but it's also a good, good standalone, um, prayer just to have in your back pocket, um, for nighttime and times of worry. She's so smart. (laughs) (laughs) I paid him to say that. Um, (laughs) as soon as I stop talking, your first word should be so smart. <laughs> did I, was that okay? Yeah, yeah, did you I did good. Right? You did good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, very believable. Um, <laughs> and then that, I didn't know this until a few years ago, but it's written by Saint Augustine of Hippo, who yeah. was a fourth-century theologian. So it's part. It doesn't say in our prayer book like this prayer was written by Saint Augustine, but it's a good reminder that so many of the prayers in our prayer book that we say and just kind of think of like, oh, that's the prayer book, mm-hmm. are really ancient ones that come, you know, from other sources. And whether that's, that's still very relevant. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So the, sorry. No, so this was the one you had originally <laughs> chosen. Yeah, it's the one I Because I managed chosen. to like. Because uh, you were fast. Because it's, it's pretty and also probably because I've been saying it at like summer camp, you know, yeah. since I was a kid. Um, but then the, 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 the context of like saying this in the evening or right before bed, I think is really 
powerful as Lucy sort of mentioned. And I think what, as I was thinking about this, I went back and just sort of looked at some of the prayers from the other, from the office services from other times of the day. And I noticed that um, all the, the prayers that you can say at morning prayer, they all start out with like some sort of address and like description of who God is. So like, uh, for example, um, O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning. So I got some morning prayer prayer. Yeah. And it's it, there's a there's a there's a sense in which like the person praying is sort of luxuriating in how awesome God is, you mm-hmm. know, like you're taking your time. Um so morning prayer starts off with Lord open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Like it's about praise. But when you get to Compline, uh it starts off with O God make speed to save us. Mm. O Lord make haste to help us and it fits with the with the context of darkness and yeah. and lack of agency and surrender. Um and a thing that I noticed is that a lot of the, almost all the prayers at Compline, they don't start with, oh God, you're so really great, and here's why. They get straight to the thing that you need. Yeah. Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night. Be present, O merciful God, and protect us through the hours of this night. Look down, O Lord, from your heavenly throne. Visit this place, O Lord. Be our light in the darkness. Like They just get straight to the imperative sentence, mm. because this is a time where we're confronted with our finitude, and we... We're just very aware that we need, you know? Yeah. And so we just get straight to the, okay, help, help, help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, plus it's really pretty. It is know? very pretty. And I also like the idea of like shielding the joyous. Like I, don't, I feel like we think about praying a lot like when things are bad, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And we forget that like, like joy is made possible because the world is, fundamental, is fundamentally good and because, you know, God's letting it happen, you yeah. know? Like, this is also a gift. And also, finally, I like that there's angels in this prayer. I think angels are cool, yeah. and they're all, and I also believe that they are literally real, but it's like a, a piece of, like, Christian theological architecture that we're kind of embarrassed about, <laughs> like, that we don't, you know, we don't really... Oh, yeah, we don't really believe it. And it's like, it's, but it's in the prayer. <laughs> One of um, the upcoming episodes this season is Most Interesting Angel. Mm, Rad. Yeah. yeah, it should be good. There's a Paul Simon song that's something like, may 12 angel- angels guard you. Maybe that's a waste of angels. I don't know. <laughs> but like the point is, like, even if one would be enough, I want 12. Like, I love you, so I want 12 angels to, to guard you. And I kind of always imagine that when I hear this prayer. Is now. that Paul Simon? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Give angels. Like, you just think about angels watching over your loved ones. Um, yeah. Does uh, St. Does Paul's... Do Compline often? So the youth do it. That uh, that was what yeah, I was going to say. Thank you for me prompting me. Is um what what I also love about Compline is that very often it's our our youth and young adults who know it better than yeah. anybody else. And um, Daniel and I know it well probably because of growing up at summer camp and other dioceses and, and saying Compline a lot. Um, but a lot of youth groups do it, and I yep. know Nick does it regularly um, with our youth group. Um, and so I love being at intergenerational events and asking one of our youth to lead it because they know how to lead it better than most of the adults in the room. And it just is a good reminder of like, yeah, yeah we, we're here to learn from, um, you know, the, the younger members of our community as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's cool how like Daniel and I've been a part of the church in, in several different states in Alabama and in Texas and here and, um, how universal that is with with youth, and how, how many like young people I've talked to who find a lot of comfort in Compline. Yeah, um, it's it's simple. It's to the point. Doesn't take very long. 
Um, so if you're listening to this and you never have prayed it before, it's on page 127 in the prayer book. Um, and it you can do it on your own. You can do it with your family. You don't need a, a priest to lead it. That's that's true of all the daily office services. Um, but it's a really good one to do before bed. And we know some families who do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a good way to pray together before yeah. you go to sleep. Cool. Thank you, Lucy. Yeah. You're welcome, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> um so what do you, oh no, you do know what your husband picked. So he picked the one he thought I chose. Ah. Um yeah. I mean I concede. You know, I picked the same thing she did. Like I have to concede. <laughs> Is there anything else that I yeah, didn't did say did, about this one? Or did this she one? surprise you with anything? Um Is there anything you want to add? I don't th- I mean, I don't think so. I mean I mean, I sort of jumped in at the end and said what I was going to say yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Classic. <laughs> so what is your backup pick? <laughs> my, 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 yeah, my backup pick uh, is the Prayer of St. Chrysostom, okay. uh, which you can find. Uh, so I'm looking at it on page 102. Um, it's one of the optional um, or one of the closing prayers for the end of uh, both morning and evening prayer. Yep. So, um, also an old prayer, not as old, not as uh, ancient of a history as the one uh, Lucy chose. So the so John Chrysostom is was um, an ancient figure of the church, was renowned as a preacher. Uh, was born in like the mid fourth century and died in the early four hundreds. Um, was bishop of Constantinople, got exiled for telling. Um, for telling all the rich people in Constantinople that like everything you own that is beyond your reasonable needs actually belongs to the poor. Um, <laughs> like like he was with that guy in the church. <laughs> really popular. <laughs> really popular. So it didn't work then either. Did not, did, it, it didn't work then either. Um, so he got exiled. Um, but anyway, he's renowned as, as, a, as a preacher. And then like by the end of like the 500s or something, that one of the main liturgies in the Eastern church is the liturgy of John Chrysostom. Um, it's not clear that this prayer was actually in that, no. <laughs> but a few hundred years later, when uh, medieval folks are like writing stuff, it, it shows up, okay. um, and it sounds really great. So yeah, it's by John Chrysostom. Okay, <laughs> doesn't that name mean like golden? Yeah, it means golden mouth. Mouthed. Um, yeah, because nice. he was such a good speaker. <laughs> Saint John Chrysanthemum. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I guess I guess I'll read it. I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm gonna read it from page 102. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Man, that's great. That's pretty good. Um, so you like your backup pick. I like, I like my backup. It's all pick. right. I like you know. There's there's good stuff in here. Um, so a couple a couple things to sort of note is so Lucy said that there are some prayers in the prayer book that really do well whether you're praying by yourself mm. or in in like a, a formal worship context or something. Um, and the one that Lucy picked and that I picked first. Um, is, well, I picked it is, first. That but... I picked before this one, of course. <laughs> In all things, Lucy doth precede me. Um, uh, keep watch, dear Lord. That prayer, you can, anywhere. Yeah. Get it in your, in your brain. Pull it out when you need to. Um, but this one, um, you really need to be in a community for it to really, mm. you know, work. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it says, 
uh, you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in His name, you'll be in the midst of them. Like praying that by yourself, yeah. like you can't not feel like kind of sad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I wish I were with two or three. You know? It's like, it's just... It's like when the, you look lovingly at yeah. your cat. It's, it's, it's <laughs> right. Well, that's a... Well, right, we've recently gotten a cat. So Sore subject. Sore well, subject. It's, not, it's, a, it's, a, it's a healing subject. It's yeah. in the process of healing. Um, anyway, so like it's one that really does demand a context. Yeah. And I think it... Um, I mean, candidly, I think with all of the the solitude and experiments with online worship and stuff that mm. that all of us have been through over the past couple of years, I mean, like, there's something it provokes something tender and real mm-hmm. to, to pray that because yeah. it it just isn't the same. It's just not. Yeah. Um, you can you know you can debate whether or not it's valid blah 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 but like it isn't the same to pray by yourself physically by yourself online with someone as it is to be in a room yeah um i think so another another piece that i like um about this prayer is uh where is it oh uh granting us in this world knowledge of your truth um that bit in particular i f- feel like um, that there's not like we don't like to pray for truth is not it's not not like an obvious thing yeah. you know um, and I don't I'm, I can't think of other prayers where we sort of actively pray for that we might pray for like God's light or something or show us the way but like to pray for God's truth I think that's significant and I think frankly I think it's particularly significant right now so it says um, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, like the fact that it's granted, like grant your truth to us, like the communal aspect is there as mm-hmm. well. Like the truth is something that belongs to and is given to everyone, yeah. we hope. And right now, that's not our lived experience of being in the United States. Right. You know, like, like I've got my echo chamber, you've got your echo chamber. Yeah. And, and like, it's easy to say that. We never take the next step and say, these are not equally good echo, or equally true echo chambers. Right. You know, they can't be. By virtue of truth being common property and coming from God, like, there is something more. And I, and I want to use the word objective, <laughs> um, even though I, that gets us into trouble, you know, that, like, that we are called to sort of, like, show up to together. Yeah. Um, or that, like, you can't know God's truth in isolation, Ex- like, yeah, you have exactly. to have the we all. I don't know. Yeah, the the truth of, that's in the whole. Yeah, that you and can't it, know by yourself. And uh, so the so one of the reasons on my mind is that the um, not I think it's I don't think it's Ash Wednesday. I think it's first Sunday of Lent. One of the passages is the the serpent tempting Eve. Yeah, that's the Sunday. That that's the, so reading. it's the Sunday. Um, one Sunday of the things Lent. that I always get a I don't know, get a kick out of is the right way to phrase this, but like <laughs> things that I'm always struck by is that the serpent never lies. Mm. Like everything the serpent says is actually true. What the serpent does is present a partial truth as though it's the whole thing. Mm. Like when Adam and Eve touch the fruit, they don't die. Yeah, They keep on living. They have kids in the next chapter. You know, like that's not a lie, but the serpent sort of suggests that this is all that there is. Mm. Um, and I think one of the things that we usually forget is that, yeah, there are things that I know that are true, there are things that you know that are true, but both of us, these are partial These are partial truths. Mm. Um, it might be the case that you know more about X, Y, Z than I do, um, and that, that's something we have to admit and be willing to sort of name, um, 
but every creaturely vision of how the world is is always inherently a partial vision. Hmm. And so when we ask God to give to us the truth, we are asking it not for me as an individual, but for us at, <clears throat> as the human community, as the church, to have a, a truer sense of how things really are. Yeah. Um, what is it? What is goodness? You know, like what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean to build a just society? Um, how do we narrate our past in a way that is that is more truthful and honors the truths of people that have been shunted to the side? And mm-hmm. like, are we willing to sort of repent of the idolatry of present of presenting our own truth as though it's the whole thing? Um, anyway, so there's a timeliness to this one that I just really like. Um, I also I have a I have sort of a a um, a personal affection for it. So our, okay, one I was of our waiting if you were going to get there. <laughs> one of our professors in seminary, a guy named Tony Baker, um, was the systematic, or he still is the systematic theologian there. Um, and he would start every class with just this very simple prayer: Almighty God, grant us in this world knowledge of Your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony, Tony's just a wonderful human um, mm-hmm. and a brilliant person, very kind, and one of the sort of one of the stars by which I navigate. Um, and anyway, so I, 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 this this prayer. It's been in the prayer book for a long time. It didn't really get to be on my heart radar until like I heard Tony pray it, pray part <laughs> of it all the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, the truth is something I want. <laughs> yeah, this is good. <laughs> and it looks like the things Tony says a lot of times, <laughs> not always. Um, anyway. I still hear it in Tony's voice. Yeah. I mean, as many times as I've heard it since then, like I still hear it in, in his voice. It's like, okay, if your theology professor chooses that to open every single class with, yeah. it's worth mm-hmm. paying attention to. <laughs> I like the line in this world because mm. yeah. it's easy to be like, oh, you know, further down the road, hopefully it'll all make sense. But no, it's like now. Yeah. And there's yeah, the like importance this, of it. In this world, we want knowledge of your truth. And in the age to come, we're not going to be as worried about that because right. like... um. So like faith, hope, and love, theological virtues, in the age to come, the love will still be there and will be more real, but hope won't really need that because we won't be lacking anything, we'll have it all, so we yeah. won't be hoping. And we won't need the faith because we'll be beholding Jesus face to face and not in the glass darkly. And it's like in the age to come, we're not really worried about the truth because like that's going to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So just the life. Give mm-hmm. us all the life. That's yeah. what we want. But right now, eh, like we could deal with a better picture of things than we currently have because... Um, Sometimes I get too attached to the stuff that I know, yeah, and I put too much burden of the truth on the things that I know, and stop getting and stop being curious mm. about what other people know and value. Um, anyway, and it's also you know like it's also old, and in general I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was awesome. I appreciate it, um, Lucy. Did you change your mind? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I mean, no, I I also like that prayer and um and and hear it in Tony's voice and, and love Tony and, and it, yeah, it is a it is a good prayer. Um I don't think it's better than <laughs> the one that I chose. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. Uh and I I just like the pastoral part of me has to point out that um, if you are praying morning prayer by yourself, that prayer is optional. So you don't, it says, ah. um, yeah, that one or the one right before it, the general Thanksgiving may be said, uh, may be used. Um, so 
If you are praying morning prayer on your own, you don't have to say that prayer and feel sad that there aren't two or three gathered at that moment. Um, Sometimes I'll read through on the Mission St. Clair app, and I'll I'll have faith that someone else is yeah. also reading yeah. through around yeah, the sure. same time yeah. that I am. In a sense, we are gathered. Yeah, yeah sure. multiple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but no, that was great. All right. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> Daniel, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. <laughs> uh, definitely should come back for some more episodes. Lucy, thank you for being here as always. Um, thank you. The cases have been presented, and now the power is in your hands, listeners. If you are listening on Spotify, there's a link to a poll in the episode description. Let us know who you think told the most compelling story. Voting for all the episodes will remain open until we finish season one, when we will then announce the inaugural season champions. Whoa. 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 We continue to release new episodes each week, so be sure and check often wherever you listen to podcasts. Please like and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks, everyone, for listening and voting. See you later. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. (laughs) Bye.